Destroy All Children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy All Children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's, it's here. Uh... Shut up. I have to do the intro for the next generation of video games. They're here. They are nearly indistinguishable from the previous generation so far. But here we are. It's exciting well, stuff. You're you're playing on a Series X, so that sounds like your problem. Well, there's nothing else out right now. <laughs> well, when this recording goes live, there will be. Yes. But for right now, yes. No, there's there's nothing other than the Series X, uh, the latest in uh microsoft's line of xbox consoles where pretty mm -hmm. much all the games are compatible with the old system yeah the um so the the only game console with the naming convention just as stupid as the rambo movies yeah you got last blood yeah. you got rambo last blood or first blood Sorry, I was getting ahead of myself. First, First Blood, Blood. Last Ram Blood Part 2. Yeah, Rambo, First Blood Part 2, Rambo 3, Rambo, and then Last Blood. Makes sense. Yeah. Total sense. Sure. Need you a know spreadsheet the, to figure out which one I gotta watch. It's a classic like, line from the order. first movie where he says, They drew Last Blood, not me. Uh, <laughs> so yes, I have in my possession Xbox Series X. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, it's pretty good. There are some issues um, to be worked out with it. Yeah, so before we started this, uh, not that anyone necessarily needs to know, but we're starting... Nope, there uh, isn't, so there's no reason for you to mention it, because I was just going to say. So, okay. uh, I was messing around with it yesterday, and for one thing, I had downloaded some games before I had sold off my old Xbox, because I knew they would be optimized for the new game or the new console and uh turns out that was a waste of time because when upgrading things it just downloads the entire game all over again so i did not need to waste time and bandwidth downloading gears 5 a couple of months ago when uh, it would just have to download like 70 gigabytes now anyway that's one thing second mm. the disk drive is loud and I don't know so, if that is normal or if mine is bad. So I was going to say, I think maybe something is up with your disk drive. Like, I, I have no way of knowing for sure. Obviously, I'm not inside of your Xbox Series X, although not we yet. should note, I am small enough to fit inside of the Xbox Series X. Yeah, probably. It's, it's a big boy. I, and I'm a very tiny boy. Yeah. Uh, but... Like all the digital foundry videos and other stuff I've seen that has done stuff as far as like measuring temperatures uh, and measuring audio from the thing, uh, have not mentioned the Xbox getting loud in the way that you were telling me it gets loud. Well, but then I also don't know if they were necessarily testing the decibels on that thing 
when it was actually trying to read data off a disk. Well, I think I... they were mostly doing that while it was like so, running a game. So here's the thing. Under normal circumstances, it is not loud. It's only when it's installing. It, when it was, well, quote, yeah. installing uh, Assassin's Creed from the disk, because as it turns out, uh, there's almost nothing on that disk, and it was just... Like, I, I guess the old Xbox One version is on the disk. And it, again, it just has to download the Xbox uh, Series X version, so why bother with a disk? Well, then might I interest you in a little something called the Xbox Series S, which Ooh. does not have disk drive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that solves I, your that solves both your audio issue and your download issue. Yeah, it could fit three whole games on it, and they look worse. That's right. Um, so I mean, that's really all you need. Yeah. Um. But yes, it was when it was installing off of the disc that it was super loud and like almost making a grinding noise. So it's probably not uh. normal. Um, but usually, like when you're just putting something in to play a game, it's fine. So it also could be something up with that disc i don't know but um anyway that that was one weird thing about the xbox second because of the aforementioned issues i had to leave it to download stuff while i went to sleep tonight and then i woke up and had not downloaded any of it well it downloaded some awesome um, and it would not connect to my wireless network even though everything else did and uh, even power cycling the router did not do anything I had to completely restart the Xbox. Then it would connect. Huh. Nice thing about that, though, is even after power cycling, I believe even after unplugging it, uh, quick resume still works. So I was okay. able to jump back into Assassin's Creed, except then it just went to a black screen. And I had to exit and restart the game. I'm thinking something might be up with your Series X. I, well, in that case, I think it's just something up with Assassin's Creed because it's pretty buggy in general. Okay. Um, because I did switch over to Nier and it was fine. Um, yeah, so you were also, like I saw that you tweeted that out, that Nier now runs at a locked 60 frames a second. Did you try yeah. any other... Uh, did you try any other games other than near and Assassin's Creed. No, not yet because my disk drive was being taken up by Assassin's Creed. Otherwise, I was going to try um The Sinking City, which is a game I that uh, got delisted from Xbox Live due to disputes between the game's developer Frogwares and their publisher. Uh, but that apparently ran, ran pretty badly on the regular consoles, and so I was going to see how that does now. Um mm. and I was going to try Outer Worlds. Uh, see if that runs smoothly now. So, no, I haven't gotten around to doing those yet. I will do that today. Hopefully I will finish downloading some of that stuff. No Man's Sky also. Uh, I want to try that because it was pretty chunky before. Oh, I did play Hitman 2, and that runs really well now, even on 4K. That's good. Um, even I mean, in... I would assume... What? I would assume all these things are just going to run lock 60 frames a second. Because it, Probably. It, again... To invoke Digital Foundry, they've been doing a lot of tests on old games, and they've been finding it's pretty consistent. Right. Um, it's just that the ones they were testing were not... Like, for some reason, they have a huge boner for Assassin's Creed Unity. And, like, who cares? Yeah. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, I would guess most of them will, as long as the frame rate is uncapped, that is, or capped at 60. That's kind of yeah. the main issue. And so that's why... This is actually the biggest thing to me, is that... 
This happened after we'd recorded last week, as Digital Foundry tested backwards compatibility on PS5 and found that it works the same way as Xbox. Even though Sony said it would not. So, Sony's compulsive lying even... Like, they were so committed to saying the opposite of what's true that they said that even when it's good for them. Yeah. I Sony's vague and often misleading uh, messaging on the PlayStation 5 is agonizing, and it's just, like, rolling all the way up to release date that yeah. there's still going to be very... Like, even... This has been driving me nuts. Like, my, my only current like next gen console thing going on for me this week has just been trying to find a charging station for the uh-huh. PlayStation 5 which they released their accessories early even though they were slated for the 12th. Yeah. Uh and now none of the retailers here will believe me. I I go in there like a <laughs> yeah. crazy person trying to explain no they they pushed the date up on those. Uh, and then everyone just thinks that I'm trying to scam my way into like PlayStation Five stuff early, which is not the case. No, because so, yes, the same thing so. happened. Same thing happened to me. In fact, before you did, I went to Walmart and was like, "Hey, I'm looking mm-hmm. for the charging station." And they're like, "No, it's release day, and that's the 12th." And I was like, "Nope, it was October 30th. It was actually when they came out, and would not believe it." Um, yeah. Because no anyway, matter how much you point Amazon to something on your phone and and you tell them, <laughs> and you insist, no, it was it was the thirtieth was the release day. Yeah, those poor Walmart workers are still going to look at you thinking that you're trying to pull a scam on them. It's uh, that, or it could just be the system will not let them sell them. But in that, my case, it just seemed like the yeah. person did not know what was happening. So everywhere I went, it seemed like the person didn't know what was happening, except for one of my two WalMarts where I I got someone who they believed me they just could not like the system would not let them unlock it okay um but part of wanting to get it early uh is not necessarily like who i want i want this new thing that just i want a little piece of the playstation 5 before the playstation 5 is out it's more that i don't want to go there on release day yeah where a bunch of maniacs are in the store just to get the charging station yep but that's going to be what i have to end up doing because it's been like to get games sold out also right no, those are being shipped to me, so I don't oh, have okay. to worry about that. Um, but yeah, like, so the one thing that I actually have to go into a fucking store for at this point is just the, just the charging station. Right. Uh, if I could order it online and have it like get here on time, I would have. Uh, but it sold out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, PlayStation Five stuff is otherwise all for next week. I, I want to hear more about this. Series X. So, like, the UI is the same as the Xbox One, right? Mostly. It's a little bit different, but not in a substantial way. Okay. It's mostly just kind of like a makeover. But that's fine, because the Xbox UI was okay. Uh, Like, once they sort of refreshed it uh, not that long ago, it was a lot better than it used to be. It used to be an absolute disaster. I want Uh, them to bring back Blades. Do it. Blades? Blades. 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 Uh, yeah. Um, blades. I also wish they would bring back blades because that was the best interface they ever had. But hey, what are you gonna yeah. do? Um. Ask me anything about the Xbox Series X. Hmm. 
are you able to still find the Happy Easter Xbox video? If I go like, to YouTube, sure. That, but it's no longer baked in somewhere in their ecosystem. You can't you can't dig in there and find it. I don't know. Was it ever? I thought it was. I thought it was something that you could download off of like the uh, Microsoft Store. I might be wrong about that. I don't think so. I, that, that might I think be... it was just on YouTube. Yeah, that might be something that my my adult aging mind came up with. Yeah, adult, just like Borat. Adult. Um, Borat. Bort. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, look, if it isn't, it should be. Yes, it should. It it, it should automatically yeah. play that if you start up the Xbox on Easter. <laughs> I was about to no. That should just be the boot sequence year round. You should oh, be able to like point. edit some sort of like config file, just like you would get like you know intro screens in the game. Get rid of those, replace them with Happy Easter Xbox. Yeah, customizable splash screens like on a Raspberry Pi. Oh, that'd be pretty good actually. Yeah. Um. Hmm. How is the heat on the Series X? I I know that we kind of talked about. Apparently, the thing gets pretty warm to the touch. Uh, well, you know, is actually, it, is I've, it... I haven't really checked because I haven't exactly cared. Uh, I will check right now. All right, this is good. This is a, a live thermal test on the Series X. He's probably putting his hand on it right now, just caressing that box up and down. wonder if he's touching the back plate. Maybe kind of getting his finger around where they where you I put in the, the memory no card. No heat. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's just Runs idling cool. at the moment. It's not really running anything, so I don't know. But, but yeah, that was kind of the thing too. Issue. Is they were they were saying that it got pretty warm even when it was like idle or in rest mode. So I, I, I wonder how much of that though was those were pre-release units. I don't know. Um, I, I even like put my hand over the fan holes and couldn't really feel a whole lot of air coming out of it or heat or anything. So mm. it, it's I mostly. I'm just wondering if it's doing its job of basically being one giant heat sink and just Probably. dissipating all of that. Like for me, it's less how hot is it when you touch the console itself and more how much does it heat up the, the space around it? Yeah, I, I don't really know. It's also about to get cold here, so that might be a good thing. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Like next summer is when I'm going to find out if it's actually a problem. Yeah, I have a... Uh... I'm not running like any like any heat right now, so it's about sixty three in my apartment. Yeah, um, it's nice and chilly. I like it this way. Chilly, I guess by Utah standards, sure. Yes, uh, sixty three is is crispy cold in Utah. It does not uh, get that, much lower than this. That's like perfectly comfortable for me. Um, yeah, no, like all I all I got is like a uh, hoodie on. It's it's nice. I I feel kind of cozy. So another thing about the Xbox Series X is I really like the new controller. It's obviously not that different from the old one, but the mm. textured triggers and bumpers are really nice. And the triggers seem like they have a little bit more resistance than the Xbox One triggers did, which kind of bothered me. How is the D-pad on that? That Well, so I haven't really played anything where I would have to use that. Um, I okay. do have Bloodstained installed, and so I'm probably going to be using it on that, and then I'll be able to see. I, it's That'd not as weird feeling as I expected. Like, I thought it would be okay. a lot stranger than it is. It's more concave than I thought it would be. 
Like it's almost like a little bowl, uh, which is strange. That's uh, sort of the sense that I got from it, just kind of looking at pictures and and watching people, you know, kind of play around with that thing. I've heard a lot of people say that the D pad on that is good, but I have a really tough time believing any D pad that is not just the standard like cross D pad is adequate well, for 2D games. I, so... I really do not like. I, can... I love the Sega Genesis. You know this about me. Yeah. I don't like the D-pad on the Sega Genesis because of how squishy it is and how it is It is more of just a circular pad with a pronounced plus in the middle of it versus mm-hmm. your, you know, SNES and NES controllers where that is just a good, like, all four directions feel spot on. It's super accurate. It's got a good, good kind of click to it. So that's speaking, what I want out of a D-pad. Speak if you want a good click. I do. This is the D-pad for you <laughs> because all right, hold on a second. Oh no. Okay. Put it right up into my ear. Yeah. Okay. So I have right. here's the original Xbox One controller. Okay, hold on one 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 second. One second. I'm gonna get both of my cans on for this. Okay. Okay. Well, it the noise gate is kind of making it a little difficult to hear but here shut shut that shit off uh, so that's the xbox one controller uh your noise gate made that sound as quiet as a mouse okay well it was showing up in the recording so just listen to okay. this later i guess uh right, here's right. here's the xbox series x controller Again, I can't hear anything. Okay, well, it is a much more pronounced <laughs> click than the Xbox One <laughs> is. Uh, you'll just have to take my word for it. Um, I like a really good click out of my... Like, the Xbox One controller is probably one of my favorite controllers specifically for that D-pad. Like, whenever I'm playing a 2D game on my piece... Like, for example, that Toho game that yeah. we both played recently, like... That D-pad feels absolutely perfect for 2D games. I love the hell out of it. It is maybe... I would say that might actually be my favorite D-pad. Yeah, I like it. Like, bar none. Um, So, like, I would say so far, um, despite the bizarre shape of it, it it feels the same. So... Oh, weird. I, I think of anything, it just makes it more, like... It might make it better for diagonal motions. That's basically the okay. only thing I can think of. Um, as far as I can tell, it does not really seem like you're in danger of accidental diagonal inputs, uh, like the 360 controller, like the D-pad. That so it's had. maybe uh, lays maybe more firm in every direction. Mm, I like think... like a diagonal movement on that would feel more pronounced than it would on the kind of squishy Xbox 360. D-pad. Yes. Um okay. basically this feels like the Xbox One D-pad except with like a disc over it if that makes sense. Like uh-huh. it feels the same to me. Except yes, it's clickier. Hmm. Any other questions well, about the Xbox Series X? 
Uh, well, before we totally move off that D-pad, I, I was going to just add one more thing, which is that I wonder how good that is going to be for fighting games specifically. Yeah, because I, that seems like well, that would be why you want to have that kind of bowl shape while still having very pronounced like directions on right. that thing, like still making it pretty clicky. So that's another one I will be testing because I bought Injustice 2 Legendary Edition for mm. 10 bucks from GameStop recently. Uh, so oh, nice. I will be installing that and trying it out. Uh, because the Xbox version of that also ran at a higher resolution than the PS4 one did, even though I had played it on PS4. Um, also, NetherRealm style of games, like, whatever, I can play that on an Xbox controller. It doesn't matter to me. Um, you want to know how sick I am? How sick are you? It's my favorite segment of the podcast where we try to figure out what kind of brain disease I have that makes me do the things I do and say the things I say. Uh, I was thinking about buying Sonic Mania again on Christ. disc for the PlayStation 4 because <laughs> just because I, I really am just sick of playing games on my PC. We talked about this before on the podcast, how there's a certain discomfort of playing games at the computer for mm. both of us at this point. Uh, I don't want to have to turn on the fucking switch. <laughs> I, I just okay. I'm so I'm so sick of this. I'm about done with it i'm ready to just never buy another game on that thing um mm. and so those are the two systems i have it on so there's that is a game that i regularly like to throw in and play and if i could just play that without having to deal with the pc or the switch that would be nice and okay. if i could get the game for like five bucks that seems like an okay amount to pay to have that again to play it on a system that i would be more comfortable playing it on. well there's a question then why do you want on a disc instead of digitally because then you can uh, just like pop it in whenever you want instead of having to put a disc in it's like so for me like that's the main thing is i'm going to be buying hitman 3 digitally because hitman 2 is a game i just often go over to to play like a mission mm -hmm. or two and like having it's your version put, of sonic mania yeah basically it, it, well it's yeah. a good game though instead of sonic mania how dare you Sonic mania is not good uh, yes it is no it's not it's great um Best oh, yeah. Sonic game they've made in like 25 fucking years. Oh boy. Those originals what? are just as good. They're just as good as Sonic. Oh boy. So I have Sonic uh, belt buckles from when I was a kid. Little rubber. You buy them at Walmart. Speaking anyway, of Hitman 2. I'm spending money on that again. Yeah. I, I, uh, I did yes. try that and load times for levels were very nice as oh, that's uh, a good board yeah like loading levels in like 12 seconds is real cool um but yeah, there was yeah. um uh, so some, something foundry. funny is um near automata the load times do not seem improved at all and i think that's because like the load screens are sort of hard-coded in there because it oh. does this whole animation of like uh diagnostics running on your android and whatnot so that that's also why i kind of want to um put the darkness on the ssd and see how that goes like if every time you're able to skip jackie estacado's monologues when you're loading into a new area hmm. anyway, yeah what? i wonder um I hate to keep bringing them up but did you watch the digital foundry thing for uh devil may cry yes which okay 
I don't know why I already did not know why you would pick the ray tracing mode over the higher frame rate mode. Yeah. Um because like so for Miles Morales uh again bringing them up our favorite British boys um yeah. that Miles Morales and to an extent Spider-Man Remastered is a game where I would go with the ray tracing mode because for one thing it's yeah. locked at 30 frames per second otherwise and um also there are so many reflective surfaces in that that it makes it look way better. Yeah. Devil May Cry, not it so much. A... Yeah, you might get some puddles that you can see reflections in. And yeah. That's neat, I guess. But like a game like Devil May Cry, you really want to favor frame rate. Yeah, yeah. Above pretty much anything else. Uh, so yeah, but what I wanted to bring up with that specifically was they raised this uh, this point that I hadn't considered until now, and I, I think I agree with, which is that when you're re-releasing a game like that, which is from the previous generation, and you have the, the power of the SSD to load things quickly, loading screens at that point become kind of weird. Yeah. Like maybe you should just fade to black briefly and then have it go back into the game because it's so brief you just end up getting this little flash of the loading screen and that like what is even the point i i understand that but also i kind of really like it because it just sort of illustrates how fast it is compared to the old one where it's just like sure two seconds of an image of nero now you're back (laughs) in i guess that's a good point but yeah, something like if if they put Bloodborne out and they had like an enhanced version of that, like yeah. you would not be able to read. Well, probably you would actually. That's a bad example. It's a from software game. They would find out a way to make those load times long as hell. That, that, yeah, um, but that's actually something I've been wondering about with Demon Souls, which we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe, maybe. Mine hasn't shipped yet. No, nope, I'm getting either. a little bit worried. Well. Again, like I said, they'll probably overnight it, except I did get an yeah. email that was like, hey, it might be a day or two late, which you did not get, even though you uh, ordered yeah. yours after me, which makes me very angry. Um, <laughs> I, really, it, I, I barely ordered it after you, man. It's like, a, I know. what, 10 minutes? Uh, not even that. Like, as soon as I had mashed my way through the checkout, I sent you the link. Um, oh, so, that was very nice. Yes. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Demon Souls. Is that mm. I would guess that it'll basically just do that. It'll just like fade to black and then come up when you're teleporting between areas. That's how it seemed like yeah. uh, from the preview videos. But then that means you don't get all that lore on the load screens. Sure. Well, well Demon Souls didn't like... really have that anyway, I guess. It was just like pictures of yeah. yurt or whatever. And even I think some of the stuff they had on that was just very sparse. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It, it was um, just like pictures of them and their names, basically. Yeah. I would wonder if they did end up having loading screens. Like, let's say hypothetically that the systems did not have a SSD, yeah, God, an SSD to utilize. If Bluepoint would then change those loading screens to kind of conform to what Dark Souls loading screens are like, if they would then just have like item descriptions and Maybe. stuff like that. I would kind of wonder because they seem to be changing like a lot of other visual aspects about that game, which a uh, friend of the podcast, Dylan, has been retweeting stuff from. Uh, and apparently, some people are fucking angry about the aesthetic changes to Demon Souls. I mean, I don't like that stuff. 
um but are, well are you talking about the ui or yeah. stuff like just the way the world looks because this like to make the distinction people are very angry about the way the world looks oh no i just care about the ui okay the, there was stuff of them like showing boletaria and just being like oh man look at how like oh it's all blocky and it's all like uh it, it's just this like crude looking tower it's and then instead they they show the PlayStation 5 version where it's like oh they they made some of the ramparts like more detailed and stuff like that and parts of the tower on are on fire and oh, oh this no. fucks with From's original vision ah oh no so, like it looks what the fuck do you think they were going to do go with the same blocky like early PS3 visual design for the game on the PlayStation 5 that would look like fucking shit <sighs> well look we already know Souls fans are idiots so and yes absolutely just kind of goes with this it's basically I feel like Souls kind of has the same problem That the Persona series does Where people just think it started With Persona 3 Because yeah. there was like a, a thing recently that was like The next Persona game needs to have a female Protagonist something that the Persona series hasn't done before It's like guys Persona 2 Is yeah. right there uh, Also yeah. Persona 3 Portable so Whatever mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's weird seeing people knocking the like aesthetic changes to Demon Souls because to me a lot of it just looks like they're not really losing what made Demon Souls Demon Souls. They're yeah. just adding more detail there, like, like in a way that if you look at the difference between Demon Souls and like Dark Souls Three, you could tell that from software with more experience and more hardware under their belt probably would have made that game look a lot more visually detailed. Yeah. And I actually I think Bluepoint and and specifically they're really good at making their remakes look like how you remember the original. Like when yeah. I played Shadow of the Colossus at first I was kind of like yeah this basically looks the same and then if you look side by side it is not. But yeah. it still has the same vibe and everything and it it is basically like how your brain fills in those blanks when you think about that to, game. To a point. So this is where I then kind of flip over to the other side of things and I enter into the I don't like the way this looks camp, uh, which is the UI elements. Yeah, that's... Uh, I really don't know why they did that. Me either. So the UI elements, for anyone who hasn't seen them yet... They now look a lot more sleek and a lot more modern, whereas the visual style of the Souls games UI traditionally has been something that looks kind of dirty and and worn and falling like gothic, apart. Kind of, and yeah, yeah. Demon Souls especially, it was a lot more gothic. Um, excuse so me, but uh, in that first... now they're just like clean lines. Yeah, that that first gameplay video they showed. And it has the you died in the sans serif font and everything yeah. I didn't really care about that because I figured it was just placeholder Because there was no other UI in there And so I figured that was mm-hmm. just something they like inserted into the video at the end Like I didn't think that was what actually part too, of it yeah. I guess not Weird. Like all the text in that game does look like placeholder text. Like when they have just like the name of the demon that you're fighting, like man eater or whatever, like that text does not look like it belongs in that game. Do you think this will get patched? I don't, I don't know. Like redesigning UI elements, I can't imagine would be that difficult. Yeah. 
Especially if what you're doing is just a text replacement, so that doesn't look like, you know, right, something just... you'd find in, like, Excel. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they probably will. I kind of like the little, like, weapon diamond. How they, instead of the four, you know, you... In the Souls games, how in the lower left-hand corner you would have, like, your items, your weapon, your shield... Like, I kind of like how they changed that into a diamond, and I like the look of that, but yeah. I think that that is a good look for a different game. Like, it does not quite mesh with the rest of Demon's Souls. So, like, that is the one weird thing where, like, people are showing the side-by-sides of Boletarian Palace. Uh, I really like Demon's Souls, but, man, the Blue Point one looks way better than From Software 1. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, people have been showing Maneater side-by-side and going, like, oh, look, they fucked his face up, and, like... I don't think they did. I think Maneater looks pretty cool in the remake. But, like, the UI stuff, I, I think that should be changed. It looks like placeholder. Yeah. Uh, it, it it looks like it belongs in a different game. Like, actually, I had not played Demon's Souls since it came out. And uh, when the remake came out, I was looking at comparison image, images. I was like, oh, no, it really looked that bad. Like at the time, I yeah. it, it didn't look super great even back then, but like that first area with the thing you're supposed to die from, that's that's basically just you're in a cube. That's basically it. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, I love Demon Souls. That is the best yeah. of the Souls games. Yes. Uh, I I go back to that game regularly. I think the Blue Point one looks better. Yeah. I don't think that should be a controversial opinion. I, I am kind of weirded out by the fact that there are a lot of people who are just militantly pissed about it. Well, again, Souls fans, they like Sekiro. Sure. You can't trust what they have to say about anything. You know, that's a good point. Yeah. I I have seen some Souls fans taking to calling the series Soulsborn slash Sekiro, and the like, guys, you don't need to work in part <laughs> of the name of every single one of those games. Souls Bekiro. Okay, never there mind, I take it back Yeah, you should, just keep adding to it Uh-huh They're adding to it in a way that, like a, Someone who has been married five times But just retains <laughs> the last name of all their partners Yeah, just keep hyphening it Yeah Yeah You don't even need to call it Soulsborn Like, that drives me nuts too There was one born game Yeah It hardly, just call it Souls like yeah. a souls like is totally fine. That is what most of those games are named. You don't mm-hmm. have like fucking what the fuck, man. That's actually now you mention that kind of makes me want to reinstall the Surge Two and see how that runs on the Xbox because that was a little chunky sometimes too. Mm. Although I don't really know that I want to spend the time downloading that. But hey, whatever. I've a terabyte of bandwidth every month now, so I don't have to worry about. Running into limits anymore It's nice, I love it Sure it takes a limited a, bandwidth. an entire day To download anything Like I think I literally could not Hit a terabyte if I was Well I think I would have to be downloading 24-7 For like 3 weeks straight to hit A terabyte But Anyway uh, yeah. Demon Souls So uh, My Xbox talk kind of got in the way Of news Hmm well, there's not much of it, despite the fact that a new console launched. You said there was news. I got a couple news items, and both of them might as well be nothing. 
the first is that the original designs, the PlayStation 5, had that console being even bigger. 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 Some, like, bigger. Somehow. <laughs> so they don't specify how big the console got in its initial designs, but I'm wondering if it was like mid-tower PC size at some point. Kind of already is. Yeah, like it's approaching that, uh, yeah. at least in terms of height, in terms of width, maybe not so much. But that's sort of what I wonder if maybe it was, you know, maybe. fatter than it is. Uh, maybe they tried to make it like a full tower PC. That would have been hilarious. Maybe. At some point they were just like, hey, you've got to reel this in. We'll just like make half of it heat sinks. That'll work, right? Yeah. Sure. Uh, so now we have like, the PlayStation Five as we know it, which is still large, oh, but yeah. at least theoretically you can fit it on most media center shelves. So maybe. Uh, speaking of the Series X, even though I knew the dimensions of it, it is bigger than I thought it would be somehow. Mm. Uh, like it feels larger, although it also just feels dense. Which makes sense, like if you've seen a teardown video of it or anything Like there's basically no wasted space in there Like it is packed full of stuff Yeah, they have Tetris everything in there as tight as they can Yeah, they they designed the Xbox Series X like Leon Kennedy organizing his inventory (laughs) Um, So I believe PlayStation 5 from what I've seen is a very similar situation So Sure. Yeah. I mean, so does the Series X have like a good heft to it? Oh yeah. All right. Um, also, you... I will say the um the packaging for it is really cool, uh, and I would yeah. advise anybody to go like look at an unboxing of it uh, because it's weird. I liked it a lot. Yeah. It's like opening a Christmas present. I kind of wanted to save talking about this for next week. Uh. But I have seen unboxings of the PlayStation 5, and it is disappointing, mm. the packaging on that thing compared to the Series X. Because so the Series I, X feels like it's got presentation to it. Yeah, I did not look at the unboxings for either, because I wanted them to be a surprise. But that's also mm. not really surprising to me, because I boxed up my PlayStation 4 a couple of days ago. And it kind of reminded me of how there's kind of nothing to that box. So. Yeah, the, the PlayStation 5 one is basically just you have a cardboard box at the top that has all your cables and your controller, and then the actual console is just sandwiched between like two plastic protective things on the side of it, and that's about it. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the, the Series the, X is Series like, X, conversely. Yeah, it's like in there at a weird angle, and it's like all mm-hmm. wrapped in this paper stuff like a... Like I said, like a Christmas present, it's got a box around It's like, power your dreams Does not come with a Game Pass trial or anything Which seems like a bad idea to me Um, Sure But yeah, it's really cool And just like the weird angle that it's at Or I mean, just the box, I mean Because it sort of folds out in a weird way It's not just like a regular cardboard box where you slide it out like you said, they have the design elements on the inside with the power of your dreams, but then also like you got you got like really sort of dense black like packing like mm-hmm. cutout material, almost like a gun case kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so part of why I wanted to to talk about that too, specifically with the PlayStation Five, is the packaging for the 20th anniversary PlayStation Four is a lot like the Series X. 
like oh, it's okay. all about the presentation of that thing so you you have like a white slip cover that you pull off and then you have a pretty like plain like it's a black box that's kind of cut in the middle so you like open it up like a case mm-hmm. and then inside of that you have that cut foam and everything to slot everything into and the way it presents itself it's a it's a rather long box because you have your playstation 4 sitting on the left and then you have cutouts for the controller and the camera and everything else. It's all presented to you like on a platter, basically. That's cool. Um, it is. It, it looks really, really nice. The presentation on that is great. I wish they would do that with the PlayStation 5, but evidently they are not. Uh, I mean, but it's nice to see that like Xbox, at least, is kind of considering what the presentation of their packaging is. Because I think that stuff is really neat, especially when you're paying as much as you are for it. Sure, like to some extent, it doesn't really matter <laughs> what it looks like when you're sure. getting it out of the box, but it is a nice added thing of like feeling yeah. like you're getting this premium item and everything. Feels more like you're transitioning into this this next generation of gaming. It is more of an event to open the thing up, yeah, uh, rather than just like I don't know, I just get this plastic, this fucking cardboard out of here, yeah, but. Yeah, any other news items? I am uh Sony again to invoke the PlayStation 5 yet again uh, apparently mm. they wanted to price their games above $70 USD and then similar to reeling in the size of the PlayStation 5 kind of just brought that price down to 70 and kept it there the thing uh, is but there is I feel like this is uh-huh. nothing story because there's no way they were going to put above 70. That that's a report of like some guys in a boardroom said, "Well, what if we charge 80?" and someone went, "No. Nobody would buy them." A, a quiet voice from the back of the room. Yeah. Mark Cerny. <laughs> no. No. Can't price them at $80. We need to make the product 70. Uh yeah, like I don't the the company that put out a console for five hundred ninety nine U.S. dollars, I could absolutely see at least in the boardroom setting trying to negotiate eighty or ninety dollars per game, only for someone to be like, "We're not doing this shit again." Like no one's going to buy that. Yeah, and like that's the weird thing for Sony as they're put into this corner of they want to price things higher, but they can't because they did that once, and now they know how that goes. Yeah, so you got your Xbox oriented horizontally, right? Nope, vertical. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people orient theirs horizontally, and I think it looks awful. Yep, it does. Uh, Yeah, I took the shelves out like I talked about, so Mm. I've got vertical, and same will be true for the PS5. Yeah. I wish I could do that with the PlayStation 5 because the PlayStation 5 also just kind of looks bizarre on its side, not in the same way as the Series X where you can tell that that absolutely was not their intention. That maybe putting like feet on one side of that system was an afterthought. I feel like um, the PS5 is the same way, though. That does not look like it's supposed to be horizontal when you actually see it, especially with the way the stand works. And just sort of clips mm. in there and still like wobbles and doesn't really secure itself yeah. there. Like that does not seem like that's how it's supposed to be. I was really bummed out seeing people put that on and how much like wobble and give it still has. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, but 
I, I kind of feel like the feet on the side of the Series X should have been like a pack-in thing where like you could peel some adhesive off and put those on there if you really wanted to do it like that because otherwise it sort of fucks with the like uniformity and that system's designed to just have these little plastic nubs on one side of it. Yeah, yub nubs. Yeah. But, I don't know, it, like, don't put your... Series X on its side if you can help it. Yeah, I would not recommend Looks it. Looks terrible. Well, so actually that that was something I was going to try related to the disk drive issue. I was going to see if maybe having it vertical oh, yeah. caused that. Maybe yeah, it I might wonder. be there horizontally. I, I don't know. I would just hope that there's nothing actually wrong with that system, though. If it's making like grinding sounds and stuff like that. Like... Again, I, to my knowledge, nobody has done a video where they have been testing the acoustics on that thing while it is trying to read off of a disc uh, just yeah. while people are playing games. So yeah, maybe because shoot an email I, to Digital Foundry. Oh, because as far as I know, uh, every sort of preview thing has been through downloads. So I don't think they've ever like installed anything from a disc on those consoles. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to bring them up one more time because you mentioned not watching unboxing things. Uh, but Digital Foundry had one for both consoles that I really like. Uh, what's the guy's name? He's the older guy. I think he's the one who like oh. is basically their editor-in-chief. Rich? Yeah. Uh, he Rich did an Evans. unboxing. He looks... Yes. <laughs> he did an unboxing. He looked so absolutely fucking not impressed during the entire unboxing. Like He just has this very bored like well, I don't know, these are new consoles look on his face. He's just, like, setting them down on a table and, like, kind of giving a half shrug and just being like, I don't know. <laughs> it's really, it's really good. Even for the he Xbox? Not, even for the Xbox, he just, he kind of, like, looks at it, goes, nah, and then just sets it down. Great. It's fan, But, like, it's got him talking over it, and he's just like, I'm really impressed by the quality of the packaging, and it just cuts to him looking completely unimpressed. Great. It's such a good... Now that you've opened it up, you should probably sit down and watch that video. Probably. I mean, I already like the videos where he's just, like, sitting in his gamer chair, like, talking to the yeah. camera. It's, like, leaned back, it's just funny to me. I don't know why. He's so comfortable. Especially yeah. considering the other guy is, like, always trying very hard like to do a presentation and everything and then mm -hmm. old guy is just like man who cares yeah he's just here to talk yeah uh although like the rap. funny thing like yeah he's sitting uh backwards in his camera chair you can't see his face because yeah. it's just the backrest is going up that high it's got like, a little hole in the top of it so you can see his eyes as he's looking through it's like a massage uh, chair yeah <laughs> causing audio problems it's just massaging him the entire video <laughs> just hear this whirring against the law uh -huh. um yeah now the, there was like uh some other video of theirs where apparently like behind the scenes he is the complete opposite of that where he's extremely anal about like the editing process of videos and the presentation of those which is kind of funny so it's like pen and uh, teller when he's yeah basically great uh -huh. yeah Anyway, it's enough about Digital Foundry, a channel that evidently we both like a whole lot. I mean, I've used them for a long time, especially ever since getting the Xbox Series X, or uh, Xbox One X. I was using them a ton to see, like, all right, which version of the game should I go with, PS4 or Xbox? And most yeah. of the time it was Xbox, but 
And also, I would be useful this generation. I would periodically watch their videos, but I haven't gotten into them in the way I have until like leading up to this generation because um, they've been a really good source of kind of really testing those consoles and trying to communicate exactly what to expect out of them. Whereas like Giant Bomb, uh, on the other hand, like I watched some of their unboxing and like early impression stuff, and a lot of that seems like they had no idea whether certain features were in these consoles or what they were capable of that like digital foundry had been talking about for months so yeah, sounds right i mean brad yeah. barely knows where he is most of the time sure he's the jill biden of video games yeah uh jeff there was that time they were playing a playstation one spider-man game and jeff did not know if it was a playstation one or two game which was very <laughs> concerning god yeah i forgot about that yeah, like, uh, I mean, obviously there's a the issue of not being able to actually go and preview these things physically because of COVID. Uh, some outlets have been able to do that, and Digital Foundry was able to go to Redmond, uh, but I believe that was before the pandemic really hit. Yes, it, it was right um, before, I think. Um, yeah. And yeah, that was basically just look at the guts of the Xbox. But the main thing, I think, has been the DualSense controller, because that's the sort of thing that yes. you would see, or like... They would be getting hands-on things at E3, and obviously that didn't happen this year. So that's you would have videos issue. of them talking about like how that feels and everything, yeah. which we've not had. Uh, but now. like even then, like well, Digital Foundry you, you did can not find out like what it feels like in cooling springs. I love hanging out in cooling springs. There are a lot of cool things in cooling springs. Yeah, cooling springs. I mean, actually, Astrobot does look pretty good. It does. I'm more excited for that than I should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm weirdly like that is the first thing I'm gonna play. What the fuck, man? An well, Astro game. Well, hey, you're probably gonna have to wait to download stuff for Miles and Demon Souls anyway. So yeah, play that pack-in game uh, while it's doing it. Like you, my internet is not so great, so it will take forever to install that mine, stuff. But... Which is really sad. Because yeah. <laughs> um, it is dealing with anything with my internet out in the living room is an absolute nightmare. I routinely lose connection out there. Uh, I have a new like router that is designed to be able to blast signals across like houses and places bigger than what I'm in right now, and it's still bad. So it's with my ISP. Uh, but like at least like I don't have a data cap so the nice thing with that is I don't have to worry about any of that shit whatsoever like I know that now you don't really either because you have a terabyte right uh, functionally but I, remember back I don't really before, have a cap yeah but I remember back before you did where that was a thing that I would consistently forget about is mm -hmm. like well you could only do so much in a month and then your ISP just starts throttling you no uh, they did not they just charged for oh, everything they just I used over okay. a lot, well, too, that's cool. which was really great. Yeah, yeah uh, Assassin's Creed. So you've played some of that. Yes, uh, I've played some of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Not a whole lot. Uh, it seems pretty good. It is pretty buggy, though. So... That is what I want to know about. It is, is in what ways look, it's buggy. It's given me flashbacks to horse barrels, uh, which I know is not a reference that will make sense to anybody 
hearing this, <laughs> but you know. Makes sense to me, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wasn't that like in Assassin's Creed 3, a barrel yes. got tipped over and your horse was just like riding on it? Yeah. Like walking on the barrel? Yeah, the horse was like walking on a barrel like at a diagonal angle and I couldn't get off of it. <laughs> um, yeah, like it is very much in that sort of Assassin's Creed 3 type of bug vein. Like remember the floating ships? When that game came oh, out, yeah, that stuff. Yeah, um, there was one part early on where there was a guy on some broken ice, and I hit him, and it broke the ice, and he fell in and seemed to drown. Except he didn't; he was still alive, and he just stayed alive. And I had to try to <laughs> kill him. And I was like shooting arrows at him in the water. <laughs> this sounds horrific. Yeah, like just walking on the ice one day, and the still living person just like presses their face against it, just screaming, "I'm still alive! Get me out of here!" <laughs> yeah. Um. And <laughs> God. Like, oh, the thing I mentioned about the quick resume not working—that uh, only happened to Assassin's Creed. It has been working fine in every other game. Um, That's like their big game though Isn't it? Like at this point they've lost So many launch day titles Isn't like the big thing for the Xbox Assassin's Creed? I guess I don't know uh, This was this was something that I was trying to figure out A few days ago and it is very difficult Is like what Exclusive first party games are coming out On launch for the Series X Because a lot of it is re-releases and some of it is stuff that since i did not keep up on the xbox this last generation i could not tell you whether that's a new game or it's something that's getting re-released i mean actually um, i would say personally i would say yakuza like a dragon because that's not on ps5 yes. um, so that was the that was the big one that i remember and then like assassin's creed will come out tomorrow for the playstation 5 right that that's yeah. still like launching with it yep yeah um and same with but in terms of what they have uh yeah yeah, there isn't really an exclusive uh gears tactics i guess even though that was out on pc previously yeah uh, that's new to consoles so there's that and that is a good game um Mm -hmm. i'm going to download that see how it works with the controller i'm like i might finish it that way i'm not sure if saves transfer over or not i would think so i hope so I really don't want to restart it, but I, I like Halo and Medium. Those were supposed to be like the things, the, the big brand like, new games. I don't really know why anybody cares that much about Medium. It doesn't look well, great. Sure, yes, but like as far as like what is very much a next gen game that is exclusive to the Xbox like, actually, that is coming out at launch, it would have been like those two, and then they both ended up getting delayed. Yeah. From what I can tell, I actually think maybe the biggest showcase for the Series X is Gears 5, even though that was already out. Like, the amount they've done to it basically seems like a new game, and, like, this is maybe how it should have been to begin with. Um, You ready for this? What? And bring them up again. Oh, no, never mind. It wasn't Digital Foundry. Somebody else, it was Modern Vintage Gamer on YouTube, uh, did a teardown of the Series S. Mm. And on the CPU is a tiny little etched Master Chief helmet. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, they really wanted to launch Halo on this thing. Oh, yeah, it's on the box. Yeah. It's a big old Master Chief like, around the back I of like the box. I like how it's not, even just, it's not even just that Halo is on the box. 
It's you tear down the thing and you get into its guts and the halo is inside of its guts. Well, I mean, also, it's an extra. Sure, I know that, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, it, it's similar to Nintendo having Mario labeling on their chips. But, yeah, still, I, I just think it's funny that you can open that up on launch day and you still see a halo in there, but there is no halo launching. Yeah. So. But yeah, like, the Xbox launch is just super weird uh outside looking in for me because i just there's no big thing on there where i'm like oh i can only get that on xbox i'm not going to be able to enjoy that like even gears tactics is something that i can reasonably enjoy on my pc currently even though it is you know a bit out of date at this point mm-hmm. so it's oh, yeah. a bummer well, that those games got pushed that's also the case with everything though you can play all of them on PC anyway. I just don't want to. Uh, on my 980, though? Like, I, I would think I'm not going to be able to play Watch Dogs on that. Well, that's not it's a Microsoft not well. game, but okay. I'm just talking about in general, the oh, stuff that's yeah. coming out for that thing. Well, like, also... the, the, even, if there was a, even if there was a game that was not necessarily... Like, if it was a second-party thing, yeah. like, there's no one particular thing, regardless, on the Xbox where I'm like, I would not be able to enjoy that Right now or within the next day in some way. Sure. Although with uh, the, at... the things I've heard about Watch Dogs on PC, uh, you might not want to go that route, even if you had a card that could run it. Uh, because oh. it's, uh, it's a big fan of corrupting saves, apparently. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I always love it when that happens. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't want to get into it too much here. Because uh, this is more of a private conversation between the two of us about me trying to play Abe's Exodus, uh, okay. and how there's some emulations with that game that prevent you from changing the disc, and so I'm not able to finish Abe's Exodus. Another thing that I noticed with that, it corrupted all my Abe's Exodus saves. Great. Yeah, so I couldn't even just reset the system, go back, and then try to play back up to that point. But did it? it did just, it do that? It's when just you like you have it, no saves. When you tried it in something else, I thought you said you'd tried to like use the saves in another emulator to see if it would work, didn't you? I tried to transfer the saves and the save states over to EPSXE, and EPSXE simply will not read the files. But I wonder if that's actually what corrupted them. No, because I didn't transfer them back. Oh, I just okay. made a copy off oh. of the Pi over to the PC. Okay. Uh, which, that may be part of why it wouldn't read it anyway, is transferring Maybe. the save data over. It might have already been corrupted. But I transferred the save state, which should not be, and that won't read either. Okay. Uh, so it's... Again, there, there's not a need to go into it. You brought up corrupting saves, and that was one extra wrinkle that I didn't share with you, and I just mm. wanted to bring it up how, like, I... I had a moment where I was like, maybe I could play it back up to that point and fix this, and then it was just like, you don't have any saves. Get him. I go, great, yeah. I need Abe to come to my home and gently caress my cheek and tell me it's going to be okay. <laughs> need him to come in and just slap you like you're wired. <laughs> I have had a Dr. Pepper. I could probably use a bop to the chin. Yeah. Oh. No, anyway, it's messed it, up. Like, besides I, back, the... back in the day, I don't think they because it was like before the days of widespread like gamer marketing. I don't think they ever made like a Soulstorm brew tie-in. I would, oh, I would buy yeah. that. It would just be surge, wouldn't it? Basically, every think... time they show it on the screen, I just think it's surge, but made out of bones. 
They were making it from our bones. Yeah. Um, but still, my favorite part of that opening cutscene is they use slaves, blind ones that couldn't see. <laughs> um, but the thing is, Munch's Odyssey had a tie-in with Sobe, uh, to the point where there mm. were Sobe vending machines in the game. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I don't know that I like that. But they had like Munch's branded Sobe stuff back in the day, which was weird. God, it's not quite as bizarre. weird as balls being in Run Like Hell, I think it was. Mm. I always have to remember if it was that or Extermination, which I think came out around the same time and was basically the same game. Um, if I ever make a video game, we want to really try to work to you. Swery? Is that Swery worked on Extermination, I think? I'm not sure. I think he did. Anyway, what? I don't know. Yeah, if I made a game, what I would really be shooting for is that cross promotion with the Zima. Ooh. Yeah, I just want Zima products inside the game because no one gives a fuck about Zima. I would think you'd want Lacroix. 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 Uh. I had a White Claw recently uh, because I keep seeing people talk about White Claws because it's the hot new alcoholic drink at the no. gas station. Yeah. Uh, it is just like drinking a LaCroix, but it has alcohol in it, which makes the process of drinking a LaCroix a little bit more bearable. Okay. Like, if I'm feeling good and funny and kind of confused, then LaCroix doesn't seem so bad. Mm. Uh, but I would not recommend White Claw unless you are just way into LaCroix. Or, or like Perrier, maybe, if you're a Perrier drinker. Did I share my Perrier story on the no. podcast before? Can I do that real quick? Sure. Okay, so there was a, a period of time where I had moved out of my dad's uh, place forcefully. I, I was sent to a labor camp. <laughs> um, I was sent to a job corps. You're sent uh, to mine to, bones. To learn a trade. That's right. yeah. It was made out of our bones. <laughs> I can't do an Abe. <laughs> Yours is really good. Mine's so bad. You have to have sinus um, problems to do an Abe. I do. I have both my septums are de- well. Both sides of my septum is deviated. Uh, but what then that makes it normal? If both are deviated, well, they're like they're just evens out. Look, it's. It's all fucked up in there. Okay. It's it's real. They tried to put a camera through my nose like earlier on in the year, and they could fucking not get it through on one side. He <laughs> <laughs> like got to, like half. It's uh-huh. like trying to do a Kessel run or something in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you know, threading the needle in Baker's Canyon. Yep. Um, like that level in um Rebel Assault where you're like trying to get yeah. the. The Millennium Falcon through that tunnel with all the pipes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, no, they tried to go through one side. They got halfway up, and he just pulled it out. and was just like, not going up that side. <laughs> like, that's just going to hurt the hell out of you if I do that. And then he kind of got it up the other end and was like, well, I can do this, but, like, I got to move this around a lot. Right. Wiggle uh, it. So, yeah, my, yeah, my nose is all fucked up. Anyway, uh when I moved back in, uh, the first thing that was apparent is there was a hole cut in the ceiling exposing all of the pipes. And my dad said that apparently there was some sort of issue with the plumbing, and he fixed it himself. Because uh, my dad constantly has something to prove. <laughs> except he didn't fix it so good. So just in my bathroom, only lukewarm water came out of the shower. 
So for about a year, I took either lightly warm to outright cold showers, and he never patched the fucking ceiling. You had your own bathroom? Well, it was a two-bathroom house, and my parents had one in their room, so basically the other bathroom was mine. Um, Ritzy. (laughs) Well, that's where we get into the second part of the story, where you can tell I really come from an affluent family, and that my parents refused to buy any kind of water filtration, they did not buy regular bottled water. They only drank goddamn Perrier. The only water I had access to for a year was Perrier. And at this point, I'm convinced this was all part of my dad's plan to try to get me to move the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me think of uh, This Is The Life by Weird Al. A bathtub's filled with Perrier. <laughs> It reminds me of the bit of Goldeneye where he crashes into the Perrier truck with the tank. Oh, yeah. But yeah, just like the only like water intake I had for, for a long time was a Perrier. To the point that I just I kept going out and buying like my own bottled water because I could not deal with it. But like there were nights where I would just wake up and I would need a drink and I'd turn over and all I would have is a refreshing, warm bottle of Perrier by my bed. It's the so, fucking worst. When I was a kid... Uh, this is the life was the only time I'd heard people Well you'd hear people talk about Perrier As being like really fancy and so I had assumed It was like champagne It wasn't no, until much later it, I was like oh it's Just carbonated water yeah. Like, It is unflavored deal? LaCroix yeah. yeah Which is like LaCroix is bad enough But then when you suck out what little flavor It actually has it's Genuinely awful It seems like an improvement to me Perrier. Really I don't. I hate the both of them. I'm I'm not a fan. Okay. Uh, I barely like the flavored fizzy water you get at Walmart because that stuff tastes like it's good for half the bottle, and then like the sweetness in it just has a certain artificiality to it that makes my teeth feel like it's coated in chalk. Hmm. You ever tried to uh, Soda Stream? No. I haven't either. I kind of wondered how they are. Hmm. I I just drink Dr. Pepper now. I don't even drink water. It's just all Dr. Pepper. Well, that's a problem. You were you called me up recently oh. and were very concerned about the prospect <laughs> of getting a kidney stone from eating a Costco hot dog. <laughs> and uh, I think that maybe the Dr. Pepper might be a bigger problem. I had two Costco hot dogs and I looked up how much sodium was in them after the fact and I was like, oh no, am I going to die? Uh yeah, it's like over two hundred percent of my fucking sodium intake for the day. What the hell? That's yeah, nothing. You're fine. I mean, I, yeah, like I used to eat four of those fuckers in a row. I mean, you ever look at how much sodium's in a TV dinner? It's crazy. No, because I don't eat TV dinners. I don't want to uh, that stuff again, Mister um, Fancy Pants over here. <laughs> uh, I have cans of soup uh, probably twice a week, and there's a of course oh. a lot of sodium in those as well. Oh yeah, uh, I so think what, like a single can of Manhattan clam chowder is like sixty-seven percent of your sodium. So, mm. here's yeah, my, here's I'm my sorry, soup uh, take. Uh, uh-huh. So recently, I had uh, my last wisdom tooth taken out, and so I was eating soups and whatnot for a while. Uh, Campbell's chicken noodle soup, not great. No, it's I, terrible. I I like the generic more, like great value from yeah. uh, Walmart, way better. Like the Campbell's tasted really watered down. Uh, it was weird. 
My mom makes a homemade chicken noodle soup, and I do not have the heart to tell her that I don't think it's good. Mm. Yeah. It, she puts so much effort into it, and she is so proud of it, and it's honestly not that great, and I just don't want to break her heart, so I just eat it every time she serves it for me, but, like, I, I can barely make it through a bowl of that. I feel like that's the case for every sort of homemade chicken noodle soup. Like, they just never really yeah. taste good. They're always bland. Y- you know what? I just don't like chicken noodles. Like, I like the chicken broth. I d- yeah. don't put the actual chicken or the noodles into it. I just do not care for it. Okay, well, that's kind of messed up. Welcome to Soup Talk. I like the noodles and uh, I like the little bits of chicken. Uh, but not to, not to be confused with Talk Soup, which is a different... Talk Soup. We don't want to get sued. get Weird Al. Yeah. <laughs> And she also makes that uh, Toscanata soup from uh, uh, Olive Garden. It's really good. Soup of Toscana, you mean? Yeah. Ah, that's sure. my favorite. Well, one of my favorite kinds of soups from Olive Garden. I wish I could go to Olive Garden, but I can because of the virus. Yeah. How's everything going at your Taco Bell, by the way? Bad. Still <laughs> we no haven't breakfast. brought this up on the podcast. No. They stole it from you. They took breakfast off the menu. Breakfast off the menu, boys. That's what the orc said. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, my Taco Bell stopped serving breakfast at the beginning of the virus. Uh and I assumed that was the case everywhere. Like Taco Bell just stopped serving breakfast. No, everywhere else has it. It's just mine doesn't, so I haven't oh. been able to get breakfast crunch wraps. Uh and because my town is like equidistant from everywhere approaching civilization. Uh, there are like three or four Taco Bells each an hour away from me, in various directions. Uh, but I mean, this Taco Bell, eat. do not. Yeah, I have to just go to McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's like a sucker. You know, Wendy's breakfast is pretty good, but you know, it's a it's more expensive mm-hmm. than the others. So that's when I want I, a little uh, treat. My own little story about pandemic. Uh, stuff changing the way I eat. Uh, the grocery store, of course, does. You can pick up your orders, uh, but suddenly they added like a eight dollars surcharge to that. What? And so I, yeah, and so I asked them like, "Hey, what's the deal with getting this like surcharge on this $8. thing?" And they're like, "Well, when the pandemic, <laughs> well, they, well, when you're ordering thirty dollars of food and they charge you eight bucks, oh, yeah, it's kind yeah. of fucked." Yeah. Uh, but so I asked them like, hey, "You know, what's the deal with getting charged like this? That, that's never happened before." And they were like, "Well, that charge was always there when we did it, but when the pandemic happened, they waived the charge. But now that everything's kind of back to normal, we're putting the charge back on. Uh, meanwhile, daily infections in the state are four times the amount that they were in July. So back to normal. Uh huh. Thanks for encouraging people to go the fuck back into your store, you maniacs." Pedophiles so, love masks. It's just that's a fact. Right. Pedophiles got to eat. Anyway, Assassin's Creed. Are you actually enjoying the game itself so far outside of the uh, bugs? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, huh? I like the direction Assassin's Creed has taken. Uh, it bears or almost it's basically no resemblance. not Assassin's Creed anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's <laughs> almost no resemblance to what it once was. It's just now an action RPG. Uh, but I think that's probably an improvement because it did kind of stagnate anyway. And I feel like they are going to have to switch it up again pretty soon. Um, because otherwise it's going to go the same route that the original series did and just sort of run it into the ground. But for now, I'm having a pretty good time. Um, they did change the loot system, which I really appreciate, uh, where you, well, 
you don't have loot really like you did in the previous ones instead you just find weapons and armor and they are all unique and then you just upgrade them um instead of before where it was like standard loot system of a I found a green sword it's like all the rest of the green swords except this one does two points more damage and that stuff sucks can you make the beefy viking man uh dive into a bale of hay probably i have not come across any yet but there mm. are still like leaps of faith off the uh synchronization okay. points so that's still in Look, there you- you can change basically everything about Assassin's Creed, but if you remove the leaps of faith into bales of hay, then that's I, that's the that's the line for me. Like that's the thing that you have to keep in those games. Yeah, I it's probably still in there somewhere. I am playing as Viking Re- Lady though. Removing that would be oh, think... equivalent to removing the exclamation points over people's heads in like Metal Gear Solid. Like yeah. you can change a lot about everything around that, but something has to be sacred. Yeah. Uh but I think I might change to the male character because I don't like the lady's voice actor like at all. Mm. It's not great. Do you still have the 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 wrist knives or have they completely removed those from the series? So that would be far, like the other thing for me. So far no. But they weren't in Odyssey, I don't think. Um mm. and I they were in Origins, I'm pretty sure. I think that would look weird for the Viking I, I don't guy think, to, to use those. I don't think they were in Origins either. Because oh. Origins is about the founding of the Assassins. Um, and then, yeah, Odyssey takes place before that, so it's not in there. It, it might be in this one. I can tell you, I do not know how to assassinate anybody so far. As uh, because, the like, I can Assassin's Order... Popped up at all? No. Um, okay. I can sneak up behind people, and there is no prompt for like a stealth kill or anything, which makes me think that there probably is. Okay. Like later on. Uh, as it is now, I sneak up behind someone and then just whack them a few times as they scream, which is <laughs> kind of funny <laughs> in its own way. Um, but uh, in the skill tree, there is like a whole tree for stealth, so there's probably assassination stuff in there eventually vikings doing stealth though just seems very weird to me like when they announced this was going to be an assassin's creed game it just struck me as being very bizarre because stealth is not something that i guess you would closely associate with the vikings no uh i mean you get you have like a long boat with your crew on it and then they'll be like hey check it out there's a camp of people over there and you're like all right and you press a button to raid it and then you just like ram into the shore at high speed and all your guys run out and start killing everyone it's pretty good like i mean here's the thing like assassin's creed for me those are stealth games but everything about like just a viking action rpg thing where you're raiding villages sounds really cool and i think they should just drop the assassin's creed branding and let that be its own thing yeah oh um and as for the sort of overarching Assassin's Creed story stuff, there has been exactly, I'm going to say, eight seconds of that in my playtime so far. <laughs> which is How long has been your playtime, though? Eh, probably three or four hours. Um, okay. So at, at the end of the prologue, your character, like, falls down and is attacked by a wolf, and, it, like, the game glitches out. 
uh, like turns into triangles and stuff. And then there's like a voiceover, like Matrix style between, I guess, the person playing and the operator. And uh, they're like, oh, this is where the time streams diverge. Uh, which do you want? And that's when it makes you pick like guy or lady, Avor. Mm. And that's it. That's the only time so far I've seen any reference to the meta aspect of Assassin's Creed. It's just weird to me because it feels like they've diverged so heavily from what Assassin's Creed was. Like the fact that Vikings are not necessarily very stealthy, the fact that Abstergo is barely playing a role in the in the games the further that you go on. Like I don't know what the point is in even keeping the Assassin's Creed branding other than maybe these are just games that take place in a like certain period of time and they know that if you put Assassin's Creed on the box it will sell. Probably. Because it just feels so far removed at this point that they just don't seem like they're even Assassin's Creed games anymore in, in all but name. Are you telling me that it's not like Assassin's Creed that I just got a special move where I hold right trigger and press Y and I throw like 80 axes at people? Okay, never mind. I take it back. <laughs> There's nothing more Assassin's Creed than that. Yeah, that's pretty Assassin's Creed. Um but yeah, oh. I also I I like the combat like being somewhat more souls like in a fashion. Even though I think the controls are very strange. I don't know why X is dodge, for example. Um Yeah. But yeah. I'm liking it so far, bugs aside. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you wanted to say about the launch of the Xbox Series X? Nope. Uh, seems like a really good console. Uh, really, they both do. Um, I feel like if you don't care about PlayStation's exclusives, you might as well get an Xbox. Like, they seem functionally identical, really, in almost every respect. All right, get an uh, Xbox except... Series S endorsed here by Larry Davis. <laughs> so... One thing I will note, though, the PlayStation 5, I was not aware of this until Digital Foundry, <laughs> their uh, their review of the PS5, I was not aware it does not have quick resume like the Xbox does, mm. which is kind of messed up. Yeah. Like, why would they not have that? I mean, so I think probably their speculation is correct. That's because of the lower storage space, and they don't want to yeah. devote more room to... because. From what I understand, basically the way it works on Xbox is that's just dumping the RAM into storage and then pulling it back whenever you're going back to the game. So I guess it's it's worth getting into these couple of things uh, with PlayStation Five before we move on to uh, Retro Corner. But yeah, the quicker zoom thing because they've also now it's confirmed that the speculated the the speculated like six sixty seven gigabytes of available memory is actually the case. Um, and an memory, IGN, yes. yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, storage. Um, I saw it in the IGN review for the console itself, where they brought it up and then they actually pulled up the screen and showed the number uh -huh. to confirm it. Uh, so yeah, I think that the lack of quick resume, like you said, is likely for that reason. Uh, you also cannot uh, do what you can do on the Series X, which is have your games on an external drive. Uh, and then pull those off of there onto the console to lower well, the install time. Yeah, you can for PS4 games, obviously. They'd already said that. But yeah, you can't offload your PS5 games onto an external for yeah. some reason. 
which they have in their FAQ that they put out said that that is something that they are looking into doing at a later date. So that should hopefully change sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is weird to me that that was not something that just works out of the box, that they had evidently not considered the value in that. Yeah. So, Um, Well, that... That's also kind of what I think happened with the backwards compatibility stuff. I think originally it was, as they said, where they were going to run old games in legacy modes that would emulate like how a PS4 or PS4 Pro would run it. At some point, they saw the way Xbox was doing it and were just like, oh, okay, I guess we could do that too. We'll just run everything full speed. It's fine. Uh, Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't really know why they would have had all that stuff talking about their legacy modes being built in. I don't know. It's... They spent all this time trying to figure out how to get the console to run quiet, and then they didn't think about what they needed to actually put inside the box. Yeah. But, I mean, it still seems like it's a good system. You and I will hopefully know tomorrow, assuming they actually <laughs> ship and arrive overnight. Yeah. Uh, but i'm I'm still excited for it. There's definitely advantages that the Series X has over the PlayStation Five. Uh, it'll probably run a lot of third party games better, but then the the stuff that we had just mentioned with Clickers and everything, like I really wish that was in the PlayStation Five. I assume some stuff like that will come to the play PlayStation Five in time, but it mm-hmm. is mildly upsetting that that is not just an out of the box feature. Yeah, so but whatever. Especially I'll have Astro's Playroom. I don't need anything else. Well, especially considering, yeah, you also have bug snacks. Don't forget about that. Um, what is that? Oh, that's uh, they're doing that on PS Plus, aren't they? Yeah, that's a launch okay. game on PS Plus. I don't care about that thing. Uh, I don't either, really. <laughs> so I'm probably not going to bother with it. Uh, I'll try it, but it looks pretty boring, actually. Um, I woke up. But real quick, half asleep, checked Twitter, saw a tweet from either Wario or Cheap Ass Gamer that said everything is on sale on PSN for five ninety nine, and I thought, oh, holy shit, everything? <laughs> no, the game, everything. <laughs> yeah, no, now I know. Uh, but half asleep, me just had this like moment where my heart fluttered, and I was just like, oh, think of all the games I can buy. Every time that game's on sale, Wario tweets that like for that exact reason, though pissed me off so much i think it's funny yeah okay retro corner here we go hey these new consoles cost a lot of money yeah but how much money do they cost in rio oh uh not the not the location rio but rather the uh ancient japanese current goemon is, is what we're talking rio about and she dances on the sand yeah. Like like a bird of prey or a oh, I forget how the rest of the song goes. Okay, uh Mystical Ninja. Yes. I played two of these games. I played uh the The Legend of the Mystical Ninja mm-hmm. on the SNES. Yep. And Mystical Ninja starring Goemon for the yeah. Nintendo 64. Uh these are some motherfucking video games. Did not play Goemon's Great Adventure, huh? Uh, which system is that for? Nintendo 64 No, uh, because that okay. is Extremely expensive And hard to find Is it? I'm pretty sure it is I thought it was uh, actually Even regular Mystical Ninja mystical. 
maybe you can check for me, but like regular Mystical Ninja, I paid, I want to say about 45 bucks for. It's not too bad. I I might I might be wrong about that. I might have paid less. I might have paid a little bit more, but I want to say it was around 45. Um, but the SNES oh, one boy. is one that I've never... Yeah, you're right. Uh, oh, wait a second. Oh, this must be a bootleg for $23. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot of these are about 100, 100 plus, so... That sounds about right, yeah. Man. When you brought up the name of the game, I thought maybe that was the other mine. one that's on the SNES. Uh, but yeah, I I had looked into that, and then there is another Bomberman sequel, I want to say, on the N64 that is also worth a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Bomberman they put Hero? Like... No, because I think that's... Oh. There's three Bomberman games, if I remember right, and one of them is hard to find. Yeah, it's like uh, Bomberman 64, Bomberman Hero. It's like Bomberman Second Impact or something like that. Yes, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, no, unfortunately, I did not get the second Goemon game. I would maybe consider buying a bootleg of that for 20 bucks if I could get it from somebody who I know is selling good repros. Uh, okay. I used to know a guy who did, and maybe I should find him, but I don't think that he was producing those in particular. He had a pretty limited selection. Anyway, um, so Mystical Ninja uh, on the SNES, basically... Uh, it's kind of like half 2D, half kind of like a beat em up angle. So when like you're in towns, it's more at an angle and you have like, you know, up and down movement. Mm -hmm. uh, you can dart into shops and you can buy different defensive or watch healing out for items. Those freaks that'll rob you. That's right. Um, and so like you have a bunch of townsfolk, all of them want you dead, except for girls in kimonos. And if you bump into them, you get extra cash. Just um, like in real life. Just like in real life. Uh, but then you go into more kind of like action-based stages where you get into more like platforming elements and then those are all done in 2D. And so the structure of the game is basically bouncing between these two things at fairly, ow, fairly regular <laughs> intervals. I'm, I'm gesticulating over something. here. Yeah, I'm, I'm gesticulating as I'm talking about going on and I smacked my arm into my desk. Um... I'm very passionate about Goemon. I like imagining uh, you talking you can... about Goemon while moving your arms around like Stan from Monkey Island. <laughs> That's pretty much what I'm doing. Great. Uh, so you can switch between Goemon or his uh, partner, whose name I can never pronounce. Ebisumaru. Uh, Ebisumaru. But they're named differently in the SNES game. Yes, they are. I, I can't off the top of my head remember what they call them. They're like Americanized uh, names, I think. It's like Kid Ninja kinda, yeah. and, I don't know, Joey yeah. or something stupid like that. <laughs> yes, sure, Joey. Uh, you can swap between the two of them. They're they're functionally identical. There's really no reason to swap between them because they basically both just exist there so you can play it as two-player. Uh but like you have, uh, you attack with your little smoking pipe. Uh, you can upgrade those by picking up scrolls that drop from enemies. So eventually it has like a chain and you can whip it forward. Yeah. Uh, or you can throw money at people, which of course expends the money that you have, but then gives you a ranged attack. Yeah, and the enemies go, uh, money, money, money. <laughs> money, money, Speaking money. Speaking of Assassin's Creed. Uh, <laughs> By the way, uh, in, in the U.S. version, uh, Goemon and Ibisamaru are called Kid Ying and Dr. Yang. 
That's right, yin yang, which makes no yeah. sense because it takes place in Japan. Yeah. Well, back then they didn't know. <laughs> they were just like, ah, it's all Asian oh, sure. crap. Yeah, same difference. Yeah. Uh, Taiwan, that's in Japan, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, it, oh, God, I totally lost track of where I was at with it. Oh, you can also go to, like, dojos and learn magic spells and such uh, that. Basically, your special moves, uh, they're good for one area of the game, and then when you enter into a new one, you have to go find a dojo again. Uh, I always found those to be a bit too expensive to bother with. Mm -hmm. Uh, The cost of actually using them was a bit too steep, and they never felt as though they gave me, like, enough of an advantage. The levels never gave me enough of a reason to use them, so I largely ignored those. Um, But the charm that this game has, I think, is, like, really the big draw. Like, the gameplay feels really good. Like, it's just very responsive, it's solid, it's overall very fun, but, like, man, the world of Mystical Ninja. The bus design I like a lot, too. Yeah, like, you got that one, um, it looks like, kind of like an ancient dog or something, and then Mm -hmm. it's got, like, all the Japanese lanterns hanging off of it. Uh, That giant Mode 7 face that gets bigger and bigger every time you attack it. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think what the name is for those, uh... Shisa? The dogs? I think, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the charm in the game is great. Like, uh, just going into different shops and stuff is always fun just to hear what people have to say. There is uh, mini games that you can take part in. There's one that's like a maze, almost like the uh, claw level of Toy Story on the Genesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is... Uh, you know, you can bet on, like, horse races and stuff like that. So they give you, like, a bunch of gambling opportunities to make more money in the game. Uh, but my favorite one is you just... All this takes place in ancient ancient Japan. Uh, all the enemies are designed off of tropes from ancient Japan. So you have, like, the classic, like, thief with the sack over his shoulder and, sure. like, you know, another on his head kind of tied up under his nose. Right. Um, you have Ronin. Uh, you have... Something I only found out after playing the game, you have these uh, monks, these monks that go on a pilgrimage of Japan, but back at that point in time, it was mostly criminals who were disguising themselves as monks so they could rob people on the road. Hmm. Which is why they are then enemies in the game. Yeah. Um, But uh, you can go into, like, a couple of shops in the game, and there's just a giant fucking CRT with a lady on it. And she yeah. will let you play old Konami games. So there's yep. just like a level of Gradius inside this. Mm-hmm. It was really Real the, good. It was the Yakuza of its day. Yeah, kinda. A little bit. Look, I mean, it's it's got some light RPG elements. It's got fighting. It's got uh, old games yeah. in it. Yeah. The elements are all there. I, r- I really like the Legend of the Mystical Ninja on the SNES. I think that that Me is too. a the must-play game. Mystical Ninja on the Nintendo 64, on the other hand. Woo! Love mm, it. Uh, it's pretty good. Mm. It is basically that same game, but it's in 3D. Mm. Uh, you have to kind of bounce between areas a lot more. Like, you didn't really need to do that at all in the SNES one, but in this one, you're frequently going back to towns and locations you already visited to open up new paths. Uh, So there is kind of a light, maybe ocarina of time vibe to the game, 
especially me, in the sense that you increase your health meter by finding four of a particular object out in the overworld. Uh, in this case, it's those like lucky Nikos. To me, Mystical Ninja is a better Zelda game than almost every Zelda. <laughs> that is perhaps true, yes. Uh, but yeah, you, you still have... dancing. <laughs> bad guy's you, name. You still have Tiny like, Dancing Man. Yeah. Oh man, I wish I had time. Well, you can Ibusamaro can get tiny in this game. Yeah. And go through holes and walls and stuff like that. He's the tiny dancing man. Get small. Yeah. You think you're um, big? You think you're big, kid? <laughs> Is this the outro music for the episode now? Ah, eh, probably. Okay. Well, it's a good song. Um, Actually, no, it'll just be so, uh, the impact theme song. It rules. Oh, that's, yeah. Yes. So I'll get to impact in a moment. Uh, but the structure of the game is a little bit different. You're not really attacked when you're in towns, uh, probably because that would be a bit too fucking much in this game. So you're just able to go talk to people, uh, which is a good choice because the dialogue in the game is really funny. Yeah, And it is. people's dialogue changes often like anytime there's a major event you go back to an old town and people have something different to say like the um, localization of the game also for that time holds up like really well uh, oh yeah like, it, it's uh, incredible the, the beginning of the second game i believe uh opens with ibisamaru uh, referencing um david hasselhoff i think <laughs> sure <laughs> like before yeah, uh, there's an invasion or something yeah it they went real weird with those games in a way that I like a lot. Yeah. Uh, the plot of the game is that, like, the Peach Mountain gang wants to turn the whole world into a stage for their weird plays. Uh, but, of course, all of them are absolute weirdo freaks. Spring uh, the main breeze villain... dancing. Yeah. The main villain of the game has a habit of just coming up with names for people on the spot and refusing to call them by the real names. So to him, Goemon is Fernandez. Uh, yeah, he will right. frequently show up to taunt you as Fernandez. <laughs> kind of like in um, uh, Disgaea, when Laharl calls the guy mid-boss and it just sticks. Yeah. Uh, like towards the end of the game, they raise an an entire city out of the water, and it becomes this floating island in space that they use for all their plays. And when you go there, everyone is fucking into it, man. Like mm-hmm. you just go talk to townspeople, and they're like, "Dude, this is great!" Like we get like free entertainment all the time, and it's like really good, and like everyone's happy, and you are basically just there to fuck it all up. Yeah. Well, look, you know, um, it's like Getty Lee said. All the world's indeed a stage, and we are merely players. <laughs> he knew. Comma, Fernandez. Yep. Um, but yeah, you, you still... Uh, so in between towns, you end up then bouncing out to an overworld where you, you fight enemies, and then there are actual castles that you go through, which are more like the action stages. There's only four of those. So much of the actual like platforming and stuff that you're doing is out in the overworld. And like I said, a lot of it is finding out how to open up new paths. Uh, sometimes you do that through engaging in different mini games, which unfortunately are not as good as the mini games were in the SNES. Yeah, uh, Goemon. Uh, I would also say, kind of, my main issue with the game is um, the platforming and specifically trying to like attach your chain pipe to stuff. Like trying to angle yes. that can be really bad. 
So that is also like my biggest issue and probably the reason why I think that the SNES Goemon is the better game is that the like the controls don't feel good in Mystical Ninja. Uh the camera is really horrendous. But the you kind of have crawl. to come to a complete the, 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 crawl the, the really crawling good. animation. You, you <laughs> get down and you it crawl and you, like, you wiggle around like a worm. Yeah. Uh not saying it's all bad. Just that when you need to make like a really tricky jump, you can only get the camera to swing around by standing perfectly still and waiting for it to very slowly pan around you. Yeah. Uh, and even then, it just it feels so hard to get like a good perspective on what you're jumping on. Like I just had so much difficulty actually accurately landing on platforms in this game, like in a way that I don't even typically have in Nintendo 64 games. And I'm not sure why. I don't know what it is about the feel of Mystical Ninja that's causing that to happen. I don't know. Um, I didn't I didn't really have an issue with just like regular jumping. It it was the trying to attach the chain pipe to stuff is um, the real problem. That is bad too because some of that is also based on needing to whip Jump that out first. mid jump. Yes. Yeah. So that can get really tricky. Uh there's also like so you get different magical moves. Each character has a different one. So like Ye can turn into a mermaid, which then lets you swim underwater. Uh Ibisamaro, like I said, you can shrink down, which gets you through certain holes and walls. Um that stuff you have to hit up on the like you have to hit the C button up, but you have to be at a complete absolute standstill to use it. And it's not even that you took your thumb off of the analog stick and then you hit it. You have to take your thumb off the analog stick and like wait a solid beat before you then hit that button. Otherwise, it won't work. And I don't know why that's the case. You don't need to up C for anything else. It's not context sensitive. You should just be able to hit it whenever you want and use your magic. Yeah. This this bugged me more than it should. But then also, Goemon gets Super Saiyan hair. So... Yep. That's great. <laughs> also, um, my other uh-huh. you, you you got your supporting cast. You've got Sasuke and Ye. Yeah, Ye Both is cool. uh, one of my favorite favorite Konami characters. I like her design a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like Sasuke a lot. Ye, Just a weird little yeah. toy ninja. Sasuke's old man, uh, the wise man, as they refer to him, is also part of the reason the plot is even happening. Because like he had the technology to give them like the villains impact robots mm-hmm. and their like magic stage ray that turns things into like stages. Uh, and I like that you get to the end of the game and you find him, and he explains himself, and he's like, "Well, they promised me in exchange for doing that, they would give me like car magazines and vintage car posters." I'm like way into that, so I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll give you murder robots." Yeah, and then you explain to him that his house got blowed up with all of his car magazines in it, and he gets really pissed off. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So I feel we like probably talk about. Mm, huh? I wonder if in the original yeah. Japanese version they were not car magazines. I oh, bet this was a Master Roshi situation. Uh huh. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. I never really Vintage thought about that. Porn. Uh, yeah so uh time to talk about the impact robots yeah there's three impact bosses in the game yes. uh impact is a giant robot who looks like goemon but is not goemon he's actually a movie star yeah uh and he's very busy so you cannot just keep calling on him but three times throughout the game you blow into a conch shell and he shows up and he helps you out 
and it takes you into these like on rails stages where you're just like destroying entire towns in order to build up money to use in the boss fight yeah skating and then the two yeah and then the actual boss fight is in the first person perspective you're in the cockpit and you basically have a left punch a right hook and you can shoot out rio um mm. i'm not a fan of these me either I-, I think they're good in concept but they go on too damn long yes they do and a lot of uh, times the enemy will just like Float far away from you forever It's really yeah. annoying So Rio does very little damage to the boss Yeah, It is basically worthless It's only there to maybe interrupt one of its attacks To shut down something that could really mess you up uh, Otherwise you need to wait for the boss to come in close And then you can punch it Well you but can As you, can you grapple said it. the boss just What? You have like a, a grappling hook thing Like he has a, basically a big version How? of the pipe I don't know I don't remember what the control that would have been is. So useful. Yeah, you you like grab him and pull him towards you. Ah, damn it. <laughs> okay. Well, I maybe would have liked these a lot more than if I knew that. I had no idea. You know what's funny though? Son of a bitch. What? Uh, when I played it recently, I could not figure out how like how to punch. I I was able to do the grapple and shoot the Rio, but I could not figure out how I was supposed to actually like punch them. That's just like A and B. I don't, I don't think right. it was worth. Or maybe it wasn't, it was just taking forever to kill them anyway I don't remember But I do remember like It just went on endlessly I never actually finished it Well, so I maybe had more of a problem with these Than I should have If I knew about the grapple Uh, But yeah, you kind of have to wait for them to come in close otherwise And they will do that only very rarely Uh, And then when you are able to get them into kind of a punching combo It really only takes out like an eighth of their health Mm -hmm. So it, it takes... A while to down those bosses uh, I would have overlooked that For the most part If not for the fact that the final boss Was a absolute bastard because of this um, When you're in that fight uh, So I ended up getting a game over on it Because every time he would go in close I couldn't like punch him I would throw the punches And it just would not connect with him No matter how close he was Uh, I only figured out after fucking around a lot, so this is a pro tip for anyone who plays Mystical Ninja, you need to aim towards the bottom of the screen to punch him. For some reason, his hitbox is all the way at the bottom. Huh. Okay. It's it's so weird. It feels slightly busted, and it was not intuitive because the, the other two impact bosses condition you for how to fight a boss like that, and then they just the hitbox is usually dead center, and it just changes on this last one for some reason. Right, but that uh, that's like always sort of the dichotomy of Mystical Ninja starring Goemon, is that impact rules and like the whole cutscene of summoning him rules, and then actually oh, yeah. the fights are not great. Yeah. You get that sick cutscene where you go into the robot and they yeah. sing that uh like Sinti song. Yeah. Sinti. Yeah. Sint yeah. Warrior of Sinti. That's a game. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, hey, I uh, think Mystical Ninja for the. Uh-huh. Here's something funny. Uh, I just noticed I was watching the Larry Sanders show. I finished season one, and I, his wife looked really familiar to me, but I couldn't figure out why. Uh, and like just looking at her IMDb, it like, didn't really show anything immediately that I would have recognized. Then I realized uh, she was the. Lady in the episode of Deep Space Nine Where the Ferengis went back to Roswell 
She's the one that oh. gives uh, Nog Umox. Ah. All right, let's talk about Deep Space Nine for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to mention that while I thought of it. Uh, but yeah, Mystical Ninja for the Nintendo 64. Uh, it's a, it's a still a really good game, uh, even though I think that the platforming and stuff is, is kind of wonky. I, I think that kind of goes without saying, given it is still an early 3D platformer, and those can be very hit or miss. Sure. Uh, I'm curious if that stuff was fixed up in the sequel or not. Uh, I don't know if uh, you recall sequel, that was the sequel made was two D. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, definitely was. Yeah, um, it's like Kirby sixty four. But I think that like between the two of them, while I like both of them a lot, the SNES one is just more fun to play for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the Nintendo sixty four game is like just a lot more charming and has a really fun story and has excellent localization. Yeah. Um, so they both have a lot of value to me in, in a little bit different way between each of them. They each have their advantages, disadvantages. Also, also I, like them both. I do think with Mystical Ninja, you kind of have to grade it on a curve because like looking at other 3D platformers at the time, like, yeah. it, it was a wild time for games. And the fact that they did as well as they did, yeah, um, yeah, I think is still a resounding success as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, you know, the price of these new consoles is 500 uh, US dollars. I feel it's maybe appropriate, given, you know, the, the events of this week, to rate this on a scale of 500 Rio. Uh, I would give The Legend of the Mystical Ninja on the SNES uh, 450 Rio altogether. That's uh, what I guess I would... you would rate it as. Okay. Sure. Uh, I would also uh, throw in a fun little Ye, who you only see briefly in the NES game, or SNES game, rather. Uh, wish there was more of her, so I would toss that in. Uh, with Mystical Ninja on the Nintendo 64, I would give that 387 Rio out of 500, mm. and I would throw in a couple tiny uh, Ebitsmaras. No Sasuke. Two of them. What? One one for each hand, because he's about palm size. No Sasuke's. Uh, I gotta knock it somewhere for the length of the impact fights. So okay. Yeah. Anyway. Well, my ratings, I guess, uh, if we're going out of five hundred Rio, I would say Mystical Ninja. I would probably go with four twenty five Rio and Mystical Ninja. 450. Okay. But I'm sorry, which ones? Which ones which? Doesn't matter. That's the end of Retro Corner. <laughs> well, uh we will be back next week with uh PlayStation 5 stuff, presumably, Maybe. assuming we both get ours. Yeah. Uh I would think by the time we're recording the podcast, we'll definitely have them uh in our hands, but uh, yeah. Otherwise, we I'm going see. to redacted at Walmart. No, um, no. Well, I mean, they got rid of. I sure hope that doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> well, because they knew the PlayStation Five was coming out. That's right. <laughs> That's the civil unrest they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, until then, goodbye, dinosaurs.
Yeah.